Today's scripture reading is Luke chapter 19. Then Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. And there was a man named Zacchaeus, a chief tax collector, who was very wealthy. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but could not see over the crowd because he was small in stature. So he ran on ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him, since Jesus was about to pass that way. When Jesus came to that place, he looked up and said, Zacchaeus, hurry down, for I must stay at your house today. So Zacchaeus hurried down and welcomed him joyfully. And all who saw this began to grumble, saying, He has gone to be the guest of a sinful man. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, half of my possessions I give to the poor. And if I have cheated anyone, I will repay it fourfold. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. While the people were listening to this, Jesus proceeded to tell them a parable. Because he was near Jerusalem, and they thought the kingdom of God would appear imminently. So he said, A man of noble birth went to a distant country to lay claim to his kingship and then return. Beforehand, he called ten of his servants and gave them ten minas. Conduct business with this until I return, he said. But his subjects hated him and sent a delegation after him to say, We do not want this man to rule over us. When he returned from procuring his kingship, he summoned the servants to whom he had given the money to find out what each one had earned. The first servant came forward and said, Master, your mina has produced ten more minas. His master replied, Well done, good servant. Because you have been faithful in a very small matter, you shall have authority over ten cities. The second servant came and said, Master, your mina has made five minas. And to this one he said, You shall have authority over five cities. Then another servant came and said, Master, here is your mina, which I have laid away in a piece of cloth. For I was afraid of you, because you are a harsh man. You withdraw what you did not deposit, and reap what you did not sow. His master replied, You wicked servant! I will judge you with your own words. So, you knew that I am a harsh man, withdrawing what I did not deposit, and reaping what I did not sow? Why then did you not deposit my money in the bank? And upon my return, I could have collected it with interest. Then he told those standing by, Take the mina from him, and give it to the one who has ten minas. Master, they said, he already has ten. He replied, I tell you that everyone who has will be given more. But the one who does not have, even what he has, will be taken away from him. And these enemies of mine, who are unwilling for me to rule over them, bring them here and slay them in front of me. After Jesus had said this, he went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. As he approached Bethphage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, he sent out two of his disciples, saying, Go into the village ahead of you. And as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there, on which no one has ever sat. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks, why are you untying it? Tell him, the Lord needs it. So those who were sent went out and found it, just as Jesus had told them. As they were untying the colt, its owners asked, why are you untying the colt? The Lord needs it, they answered. Then they led the colt to Jesus, threw their cloaks over it, and put Jesus on it. As he rode along, the people spread their cloaks on the road, and as he approached the descent from the Mount of Olives, 
the whole multitude of disciples began to praise God joyfully in a loud voice for all the miracles they had seen. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. But some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. I tell you, he answered, if they remain silent, the very stones will cry out. As Jesus approached Jerusalem and saw the city, he wept over it and said, If only you had known on this day what would bring you peace, but now it is hidden from your eyes. For the days will come upon you when your enemies will barricade you and surround you and hem you in on every side. They will level you to the ground, you and the children within your walls. They will not leave one stone on another because you did not recognize the time of your visitation from God. Then Jesus entered the temple courts and began to drive out those who were selling there. He declared to them, It is written, My house will be a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of robbers. Jesus was teaching at the temple every day, but the chief priests, scribes, and leaders of the people were intent on killing him. Yet they could not find a way to do so, because all the people hung on his words. This is God's word. Today's passage described the beginning of the final week of Jesus' life. Just before Christ entered Jerusalem on Palm Sunday, according to verses 28 through 44, he told the disciples the parable of the ten minus, which we read in verses 11 through 27. The purpose of this parable, according to verse 11, was because he was near Jerusalem and the people thought that the kingdom of God was going to appear at once. In other words, Jesus told this story to prepare his followers for a gap of time between then and when his kingdom would arrive. The parable accomplished three things. First, it slightly foreshadowed Christ's resurrection and crucifixion. That is suggested in verse 14, where the subjects of the king sent a delegation to try to prevent him from becoming king. In every age, everyone who rejects the lordship of Christ is trying to prevent him from becoming king. And that applied especially to those who plotted against Jesus to see him crucified. The second thing the parable accomplished was to begin preparing his followers for his ascension. Although Jesus would receive a messianic welcome in verses 28 through 40, he would not literally become king over Israel during this time on earth. As we saw in verse 12, the parable alluded to Jesus leaving, becoming king, and then returning. The third thing the parable accomplished was the main point of the parable, which is to instruct us about what to do while we wait for Jesus' return. Waiting for Jesus' return is not like waiting for a plane to depart. In that situation, people just sit around until the plane is ready to be boarded. Instead, we wait for Jesus like a pregnant woman and her husband wait for the baby to be born. They wait in the sense that time passes. But they should also be preparing during that time. Doing things like deciding on a name for the baby, preparing a nursery, buying baby clothes and supplies, and so on. Similarly, we are waiting for the time to arrive when Jesus will return. But this parable commands us to be productive with the time while we're waiting. Before he left this earth, Christ commanded his disciples to make disciples, to baptize and teach those disciples. Instead of sitting around waiting as the wicked servant did in verses 21 and 22, 
We have the opportunity to invest in Jesus' future kingdom by obeying his great commission now. There are great rewards promised for those who produce for his kingdom, according to verses 17 through 19. So this parable challenges us to use the power Christ gave us, obey the commission he left us, and watch as God uses our faithfulness to his word to produce more and more believers who will enter the kingdom. So how are you involved productively for the increase of God's kingdom? Have you figured out your spiritual gift and found a place to use it for God's glory? Are you making the most of the opportunities you receive to share the gospel? Are you going on faith that God will use you if you invest into his kingdom, even as he commanded? I hope you'll consider these things and think about using the time that we have while we wait for Christ's return. If you like these devotionals, please consider signing up to receive them every day in your email. Go to dailypbj.com slash subscribe to do that. Also, would you consider becoming a financial supporter so that I can make more content like this and reach more people with God's word? Go to dailypbj.com slash support to do that. You could also just share this devotional with someone who you think might enjoy it and learn something from it. I hope you have a great day. We'll see you next time.